This week, the number one show on Netflix was Sweet Tooth. Hey, Justin. Yes, Dave. Why are people watching this? I don't know, Dave, but let's figure it out. Um, okay, well, welcome to the podcast. This week, we are super psyched, Dave, because oh, we are yeah. joined by our old friend, Ann Fox. And a repeat guest. Who's a repeat guest. Yeah. I- Honestly, a little baffled that she wanted to come back. Yeah, because like I flummoxed. <laughs> Why is this happening? But anyway, it's it's happening. So we're it's, excited that it's, it's happening. It's uh, never happened before. It's very exciting. And thank you for coming. Well, thanks for letting me come back again. Wow. Letting her come back. Letting again. me. Yeah. As if letting we're me. doing the favor. Yeah, there's a, yeah. The, the, the wait list is long oh. and distinguished. I have I, to say. I know there's a long lineup of people trying to get on the show. A lot yes. of strings and were pulled. And I'm really privileged to be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you want to bake us a cake or give us a 10 bucks on the way out, then well, I, yeah. I hear some rhubarb exchanged hands, so I that d- might have had something I to do with it. I did get like 150 kilos of rhubarb. There right. you go. Oh, we, we, that's why she's here. I agree. <laughs> Yay, capitalism. Doesn't okay. take much for me to be here. Yeah. Okay. So if anyone else has some garden edibles they want to give Justin, it's a free pass on the show. Garden edibles? <laughs> that sounds naughty. Okay. Um, <laughs> edibles only refers to like, um, like marijuana that you can eat or like underwear that you can eat. Edibles is never like a good yeah, regular word for food. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry. Um. The, let's hear the synopsis of okay. this thing. Let's get into some synopsis. Give me your synopsis. I need your synopsis. Give me your synopsis. I need your synopsis now. Here's the official Netflix synopsis for Sweet Tooth. On a perilous adventure in a post-apocalyptic world, a boy who's half human and half deer searches for a new beginning with a gruff protector. So that's that's the official Netflix synopsis. So what we've been doing, Anne, is we've been asking our guests if they have something better for a synopsis for the show. Well, I'm afraid I'm going to have to leave it to you, too, for the <laughs> synopsis. Um, and I'll tell you why. Because, um, Justin, I recall uh, during my last appearance uh-huh. um, when we watched the movie The Serpent. Yes. And you were saying that of all the elements coming together of things you don't like mm. or would never watch, yes. that was the serpent. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, it would be Sweet Tooth. <gasps> oh. Yes. This is, this is, this aligns up perfectly because this is all the things I like. Okay. So well, you and I are the yin and yang of Netflix. That we're going to have a real ferocious on. round table here. This is going to be great. Yes. And I, you know, I was just baffled when it came to writing a synopsis and uh-huh. I thought my friend Justin uh-huh. will have a good synopsis. Well, I, I do have one. Okay. I will read it for you. <laughs> it's nicer than usual. Do you think little fuzzy animals are cute? Do you think widow precocious kids are just adorable? If you <laughs> like these two things and you've ever fantasized about the apocalypse coming so you could justify murdering your racist neighbor, then this show <laughs> is for you. <laughs> Oh, that's good. There you go. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So did you like it? Like, was it? I did. Really? Oh, 100%. Good. Dave, let us hear what you had to say about this in your synopsis. Sick of slow burn, boring pandemics? How about a super deadly pandemic that causes helicopters to crash into each other and people to panic riot in the streets? Oh, and also, 
makes babies look like animals. Well, the cute animals, not the ugly ones like lamprey eels and dump rats and stuff. Lamprey eels? <laughs> I bet that in this world there is a half lamprey, half yeah. like human hybrid. They all seem to be fuzzy and cute. Imagine though. that. Little cute little mammaly babies. Yeah. There's you know? no naked mole rat slash No, there's no real, Yeah, nothing with kind of tentacles <laughs> that I could see. Cthulhu kids. Um, So, yeah. So this is going to be interesting because Anne is ready to hate on this. And well, that's unfortunate, to... Anne, because... I love it. Our first segment is called That Was Okay, I Guess. Mm. This was okay, I guess. Could have been a lot better, but also worse. So these are things that you liked about it, or at least were tolerable. And I, my list is clearly long. Yours is, does it exist? Let's hear what you have to say. <laughs> okay. So there was there was one thing about it that was intriguing to me. Okay. And one now thing. One, one, thing. Thing. one thing. Literally one thing. Oh my lord. Just <laughs> down on that. <laughs> now, this is not my genre, so you know, you can tell me if I'm wrong about this, but it struck me that in most kind of fantasy films and books and so on, if they're going to have hybrid humans, mm -hmm. it's usually a hybrid of human and, you know, cyborg or robot or tech type hybrid, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. This hybrid is a hybrid with nature, mm -hmm. a hybrid with animals. So to me, the interesting thing is, and I presume if I were to watch the rest of the series, which I will not be doing, <laughs> that... <laughs> <laughs> that it would ouch yeah ouch <laughs> that it would maybe start to address questions about human relationships with nature human relationships with animals so that was intriguing to me mm -hmm. um because you know it was getting away from the kind of tech bot stuff that yeah. were removed from this world this was like tying yes. us to this world yeah Some environmentalism in this one yes yeah sci straight sci-fi so that was that was intriguing okay. um that was yep. the one thing. and that was the one thing that was that's it. it that's it <laughs> yeah that there's a potential that it'll address something that tangentially interests you correct <laughs> the little baby with the pig nose the little cute babies that didn't do it for you no well, I don't want to jump the gun into the next segment here. Uh-oh. So uh -oh. maybe I'll just hold off on my thoughts <laughs> about the babies. Well, what about you, Justin? Dave. I mean, Anne just didn't really fill our bucket full of... I'm so glad that the she's The rhubarb of good, of good humor yeah. here. And it's good because this is going to be another one of those episodes of the podcast where i'm just like oh this is great i liked it yeah and i thought you would i thought you would like this i was like justin's gonna yeah. watch this for sure all the oh time. Yeah, yeah yeah and and i'm like man if we don't have somebody on who's gonna gripe about it then it's just gonna be me being all lyrical but thank god Anna's here <laughs> i'm here to, to gripe. explain how much she hates children and animals <laughs> environmental messages um the goodness of humankind i know i know you mom said okay uh, so many things that i like okay I don't know where to start. This is exactly my genre. You're correct. Because it's yeah. the apocalypse, which I love. Yeah. Um, and it's got um, this sort of fantastical element, which is quasi-scientific. There's a, there's a virus. There's a hybrid thing. That's interesting to me. Yeah. And it has the thing that is my own life, 
which is move to the wilderness and try and survive on your own because the world is evil and you're trying to uh, isolate yourself. Like that is my personal fantasy, <laughs> right? Like when I, like my life out here is based on this concept of like, if the apocalypse comes, what am I going to do as a mild prepper to prepare for it? So right. like I get to scratch all that, those itches. Yeah. So these are all my sort of, I don't know, genres. So yeah. Okay. I identify, I identified with the protagonist because I feel like those are the fantasy worlds that I, put myself in i thought the start was really strong with the pandemic and the helicopters crashing in i like that doctor guy i'm sure he'll come back mm. um escaping to the wilderness throwing your tv into a ditch that's very satisfying <laughs> very satisfying to see uh, the fact that they're making maple syrup and that's why a kid is named sweet tooth like i make maple syrup yeah it's one of the greatest things that so makes you could me- have been cast in this uh, that guy looked more or less like me you yeah know what i mean a nerdy white middle-aged dude like yeah that, that guy's me making maple syrup i make a ton of maples i gave ann maple syrup just last week ann wow and yet here you are <laughs> Telling me how terrible this is. <laughs> anyway, um, I like the line, once the internet was down, it was all over, because I feel like that's true. Yeah. I like the, the male protagonist who showed up in the end, the big man. Yeah. He looks like he's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that this is mostly just commentary on otherness. Like, we talk about, prop, like, we're trying to identify what is the, what is the problem with humanity, Right? right and like this tribalism nothing issue. major yeah yeah what's like, the problem with humanity exactly i mean we think about this all the time like mm-hmm. why do people think that vaccines magnetize you like what's wrong with these people? <laughs> like this is a question i have and part of it is this issue of othering others you know and so here we have the other and in this case the other is an animal hybrid and animals is what i do this question of like oh right yeah this is yeah all in your wheelhouse well this is it because like the like um when it comes to like speciesism and why humans put ourselves ahead on the moral ladder and what's the difference between humans and and non-human animals uh in terms of like a moral standing like these are questions i'm academically interested in and that's what this is about because you you take someone you make them half an animal and suddenly it's okay to kill them or whatever right yeah so why yeah. And the and the fact that the kid they were surprised that the kid spoke English. Yeah. Because the others are non-linguistic somehow. Right. That's fascinating also from a philosophical ethical standpoint. Anyway, blah 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 blah. Nobody mm. wants to hear me rant about all the things I like. So why well, you're you- highlighting a lot of things that I hadn't really thought about. Okay. Um on first watch, but yeah, I totally get why you like those things. Yeah. Also the fact that like humans are generally better to our, ourselves now than we have been throughout time in terms of the amount, the relative amount of violence in the world, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, however, we are generally pretty terrible to each other and rather violent. And so, I, this this show was about like, yes, we are balanced on a knife's edge. And at every moment, if the stars align and it tips us on one side or the other, suddenly we become base instincts, really tribal and terrible to each other. And so, like everyone knows that that's true, which is why this makes sense right you know what i mean because you see a reflection of actual humanity and your own personal psychology and what's going on in this and so it connects deeply but wow. most of us wouldn't find that entertaining <laughs> <laughs> i you know what i agree with you and it's you know the same reason i didn't like the thing with the serial killers mm-hmm. is like i was ranting i'm like why do people find this entertaining mm-hmm. this is work Mm-hmm. And that's how you feel about this. I totally yes. get that. Okay. It's just for whatever reason, I find these subjects intellectually stimulating. <laughs> and so even though they're dark, 
because you start thinking about like the Holocaust or whatever. Like I'm fascinated by these questions, maybe from an academic standpoint. I don't know. Anyway, um, mm. I liked a lot about it, and I'm very excited to see more episodes. And I watched it with my daughter, who right. just like this hybrid thing, this animal human hybrid thing. This is like her personal like life. A lot of kids these days are into all these online games and and social media okay. things where they're like like furries or half okay. human oh, that's animal crossing I, and all yeah. that kind yeah. of stuff. I sort yeah, of yeah. wondered if, if there was a, a whole world of this animal human yeah. connection out there. I think and so. there is. Okay. Yeah, and so she was like know. immediately mm-hmm. into that. Right. Anyway, enough of me monologuing, Dave, because I Dave, can, what did you think? Yeah. Uh, well, there was some stuff I liked about this. Okay. For just sure. Just one? Like, Anne, is it just one? Yeah, thing? no, I'm going to go for more than one. Okay. I think I'm just going to step, I'm just going to put my neck out there. Ooh, two. I liked the, I liked the visuals. I liked where it was shot. I liked all the landscapes and stuff. Mm. Um, as far as the nature part of it when they were out in the woods and supposedly in Yellowstone Park. Uh, that was quite good. I like that they break it into three storylines, so it's not just the story of, you know, this guy and his son out in the woods, but you also get the kind of the, the timeline jumping of, like, what was ha- what caused this pandemic. Um, the narration part was not very helpful with James Brolin or whatever, who was, like, doing the voiceover narration. Uh, yeah. It was just kind of, like, saying platitudes that really had no more to this story begins in the beginning. Didn't you know? understand that, to be honest. Yeah, but... Yeah. It, it was nice to have these time jumps and to have him at least saying these things so that you knew that there was some kind of time jump here. Because a lot of these shows, that's our complaint is they're jumping all over the place yeah. and you don't know what, what, where we are in these timelines. We had that with the one we did with Anne. Yeah. That was one of Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I liked, I liked that. Uh, and I'm going to jump a little into the second episode for this other one, <gasps> but there's some COVID stuff. This is the first time I've seen something like a, a film or a show that has like COVID style stuff in it. Like there's a, mm. some scenes in the second episode of this where they're all wearing masks and, and there's like signs everywhere in the background, you know, stay mm-hmm. six feet apart oh. and all this stuff, like because mm. of, you know, when this virus hit, but, th- but there's remnants of all this stuff, you know, once the place collapses, you know, mm-hmm. of these signs everywhere of when we were trying to prevent things. So it's kind of neat. It's also, Nice to see a pandemic that's worse than our pandemic. Kind of like, you know, if you get a bad haircut, it's nice to see somebody with a worse haircut because then you don't feel as bad. You know what I mean? Because it's like, well, at least it wasn't this bad, right? Yeah, yeah. At least we still have the internet, you know? Right. So Yeah, we watched, what did we watch? Like Contagion. What was that movie? I think it was Contagion on Netflix, which was really popular when this pandemic hit. And you watch that and you're like, it's similar or actually we may have it worse now. So you're watching it and thinking like, no, nah, it's not so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas this was way worse. Yeah. This was totally way worse. Yeah. This was a complete collapse. But it's interesting that you view that as a positive because <laughs> I, I was thinking like who in the right mind wants to watch an apocalyptic movie about, you know, what a pandemic, how a pandemic destroys the world in the midst of a pandemic. You yeah, know, like I, I thought that question. was horrifying. Horrifying. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it it just hit too close to home because you're too in close it. to home. Okay, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, if I if I had kids, I'd be checking their little toes for claws and <laughs> fruit bits, <laughs> like, like wings sprouting out of their back. Yeah. Sort of thing. yeah, I get that. I get that. Yeah, I don't know why that didn't bother me in the least, and really? it's an interesting question as to why not. And maybe I, I thought that was it was chilling because like. Contagion or those other movies 
I, I felt like, no, I don't want to watch those because it's too close. Whereas this, because maybe because it, well, like, there was enough thing made it fantasy. There was right. enough fantasy yeah. in it that it felt, yeah, like fantasy. And there's something about the way it was shot. Like a lot of those mm. kind of realistic movies about uh, Armageddon or whatever are very, they're shot, shot in like darkness and, you know, there's a dark, the backgrounds are quite depressing. This, you know, mm-hmm. everything was quite happy. It yeah. Like, mm. Despite the fact that. I think you're right. I think they're shooting it. You like, think it was happy? Oh, joyous! Did you not? Start, <laughs> I'm just. I mean, <laughs> by happy, I just mean there was something about the way it was shot, uh, especially the part with the boy and his dad out in the woods. You know, there, there's some ominous feeling about it. But they're out there. It's like light. They're in the woods. They've got this kind of. Yeah. They've created this little uh, Eden for themselves. Yeah. You know? I was enjoying yeah, yeah. that very much. Where I've seen. I, I don't know if you've read Cormac McCarthy, The Road. And there was a movie based on that with Viggo Mortensen. It's about it is the yeah, bleakest, dark, darkest, dark. like a post-apocalypse. Right. Everything is like on fire and just smoke everywhere. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that's it because there's because there's this kind of happy story of like life coming out of it, right? Like these kids are born, they're right. hybrids, but it's like there's that part of life as opposed to it's all just bleak and death. Yeah, and I mean, I I watched it with my daughter who's 13, and I at some point I was like, oh, is this darker than i thought it was going to be because there's some pretty violent parts but for the most part it was it was so light that i'm like oh this is a thing that is for her demographic like it's still i I think it's it's aimed at that age group okay that was a question i had was who's the target audience for this because i was thinking gee if i had kids i don't think i'd want them watching it Mm -hmm. and you know not sure it's quite the adult sort of an adult layer i guess but i couldn't see well, me or or us being the the targets of well, like this. so many of these shows mm. they're based it's based on a comic book like the one we did last week was based on a comic book series so this is based on a comic book yeah. series um probably aimed at that kind of tween demographic maybe slightly older right yeah because it's not young adult because the age of the protagonist should be the age of the interested party right i mean isn't that sort of yeah mm. work so yeah mm. and i guess that tween age they're kind of into the you know weird things i yeah. think yeah my daughter seems to be into this so this okay is, okay so that's that's, that's good to it. know that's yeah. good to know so i think we've covered all the positivity here well, i mean i'll stop talking about things i know like i think we got to put justin in the corner over there and just nice. put that bucket on his head and now <laughs> get into some serious uh grumbles and gripes Damon justin's grumbles and gripes so justin yeah I know your list over there, Look, it looks all positive to me, but there's yeah. a few scribbles in the back. Do you have anything <laughs> negative to say about this? I, well, I had to come up with a couple things. But the, fun, the one thing I thought was just I, the worst thing I think I'd ever seen on screen, mm-hmm. which was, do you remember when there were those water pipes that were headed to the house and the guy shows up and gets some duct tape and starts no. plugging the holes with yeah. duct tape? Don't and I'm like, duct tape is doesn't work on water. Don't get me started. D- yeah. So anyway, that was the worst <laughs> part of this whole thing trying to use duct tape to plug a pipe <laughs> number one um mm, okay if i had to be serious about it i would say i wondered if that twitchy finger which is the indicator of the disease because they needed a good visual to yeah. differentiate it from like just the flu yeah at first i'm like oh that's neat and then i'm like it may be corny i'm not sure if i thought it was awful or good okay. so i was on the fence about the twitchy finger um and then there was the explanation where the dad goes to the kid and 
and it explains what went on. Yeah. And so he's like, there was outside, there was a virus, and then there's flames, and there's bad people still out there in the flames. And I didn't understand why, why, why that speech about the flames, because it's it, it was like metaphorical or or artistic and flowery and unhelpful to the kid. It wasn't. See, the only thing I was thinking about that is maybe he's appealing to the deer part of the kid who would be terrified of flames and fire, like a forest fire. That's he's trying to say, don't go out there because it's all fire. That's interesting. Because the kid kind of reacted strangely when he set all his things on fire that time. Huh. And he's he was getting into like, the deer brain. Yeah, the deer, deer psychology. Brain. Exactly. Deer psychology. Okay. Yep. I'll accept that. That's because it was it was a little weirder than it needed well, to be. Well, I, I, that may not be correct at all, but that uh-huh. was my that was how I jived it. I was like, okay, well, he's just like so crazy story. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> so that's literally all I could think of that I didn't like about it. Okay. Whereas, Anne, whereas Anne brought an entire book. No, you have a, <laughs> she has a seventeen-page yeah printout. Settle well, in. You know. Okay, let me just go get a beer or something. <laughs> Yeah, and maybe if I'd, I mean, afterwards, when I looked it up, I saw, oh, yeah, it, you know, it was um, taken from a comic, comic strip or a comic book, I guess. And then I could kind of see that, like the, the vibe uh, seemed to fit a bit more. But um, what I couldn't come to terms with was the idyllic little home. That really looked like a fake set to me. Mm-hmm. It looked so phony. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yet the scenes of the forest and Yellowstone and that sort of thing were very realistic. So I wasn't sure if that was intentional or not. But that whole little cottage and, you know, th- that didn't work at all. So I you didn't, didn't like his sense was, of decorating, basically. Well, it just seemed too too perfect and cutesy like a ho- like the hobbits in lord of the rings the style. hobbits yeah, yeah that's a good good analogy okay um and um so that didn't work and then the whole thing about the not going beyond the fence mm-hmm. so um why would this little barbed wire fence keep anybody in or out like obviously he could just hop it and mm. anybody can hop in so i, I wasn't clear maybe it unfolds as as the series rolls along you understand the symbolism of of why he had to stay within the fence and couldn't go beyond it but I I really didn't get what that was all about and it didn't seem very um plausible Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay and then Mm -hmm. remember with the serpent how the sunglasses really got to me yeah (laughs) yeah so Here's the sunglass equivalent. Oh, I'm for gonna. This. Can I guess what the okay. sunglass okay. equivalent is? Yeah. Is it the guy's beard or glasses? Like his face? Was it the old, the dad's face? No, it's oh. the baby shots. Oh. Of um, you know, the babies with fur on their face. Okay. Mm-hmm. You just didn't like that? It was icky. I thought it was like I kind of you know chuckled and then went ooh and then. So the kid in it, mm-hmm. the pro, you know, the protagonist or the, the kid who gr- I guess is the the main character, when we first see him, he has deer fur on his face. But as he's growing up, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. And also, he has cute little clothes. Mm-hmm. Where do all the cute little I, clothes I come had that from question. as he, as as he, he ages, grows up, yeah. you know? 
Mm-hmm. Good question. I mean, some of the, like, he did have knitwear on, but where did he get the pants, I wondered. I know. Yeah. yeah. His dad was obviously a good knitter. Yeah. And the dad bought, you know, the dad had a big backpack, right? Yeah, it was, it was a huge backpack. Yeah. It was comically large. Comically you know? large. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I, you know, I have to be honest, when I first, before I saw this, and I just saw the little Netflix, like, shot, screenshot of it, and there was a kid with the deer horns, I thought, this is stupid. I, I, I thought, like, I didn't like the look of that kid with the deer horns. I thought it was super corny. I'm like, ugh, this is going to be for, like, babies. This is dumb. But then yeah. when I actually just watched it from the beginning, I'm like, oh, no, it's actually, I like I liked it. So I could see how mm. the cuteness of the baby fuzzy this and that or whatever is just off-putting. It's yeah. a little corny. Well, maybe the, you know, maybe the reaction I had is what they were going for. Like, you don't know whether to be horrified or to think it's cute or mm. or what it is but mm-hmm. um like as his you know he talks about his nubs i've got nubs nubbins his like nubbins nubbins, nubbins yeah. or what like yeah and then he um <laughs> don't like it his ears you know those cute moments like i think about my dog when the dog feels Oh, remorse the ears. Yeah, so they, the, they ears played, would, the ears were yeah playful part of the whole the ears his emotions were, for sure yeah mm. yeah yeah like so that's i mean that's kind of interesting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. so <laughs> but you really just hated everything about it uh i mean the the story like the the idea of an apocalypse and then the kids what about what about this commentary garbage that i was talking about in the beginning about how it's you know it's it's talking about the nature of humanity and the other and and or anything having to do with animal ethics. Did any of that seem interesting? <laughs> or did you get any of that or care? <laughs> or is it just me? Is Am I overthinking? Well, Justin, in fairness, um, you have presented an Uh-oh. interesting intellectual <laughs> argument here. Oh, bye. And I'm be- reconsidering. Oh, Somewhat. Okay. Um, I I guess I'd have to watch some more episodes to see if I could go down that path. But mm. I understand. Like, if it doesn't... Like, if you have to explain a joke why it's funny, the joke isn't funny. That's the definition of a joke, yeah. right? So, right. like, if I have to explain to you why you should like this, I feel like... Yeah, but it didn't grab you? It didn't grab Don't you? Don't let Justin's nonsense talk yeah. you into watching well, it. Don't well, what about you, Dave? Did it grab you? <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not clear Dave? where you stand, Dave. No, I, I'm not either. And whose side are you on, Whose side Dave? are you on? I stand, on? as always, firmly in the middle, and I'm flexible to all positions. Okay. <laughs> that is... Uh, all uh, of my grumbles about this have everything to do with the dad. Okay. His dad character. I just wanted to jump in there and just shake that man. I mean. Uh, explain. Yes. Tell us why. Well, there's so many reasons, but um, for start, like he's, he's explaining what's going on in the world. His analogy was just complete garbage. He had like a jar with an apple in it and a bunch of ants. He says, the world is oh, like yeah. these ants. I didn't yeah. like that. And, and they're no, like all these like people that. and they got really greedy. And I'm like, they're not greedy. They're probably very organized and like, you know, they're eating this apple because it's what ants do. Like, this is a bad analogy. And then he got into the fire and a bunch of like, really, he could have made this much clearer. Or he could have told this kid who's 10 years old. If this was like the 1860s, this kid would be like a soldier in the Union (laughs) Army. He's old enough. He's old enough to know better, especially in this context. Like he, this kid's going to have some hardships, right? And he's... His father's doing absolutely nothing, I don't think, to prepare him for the, this. He's, like, kind of coddling him and, 
you know, the dad's always doing the work. He's always moving things around and fishing and, and he's not teaching the kid That's to true. fish. He's not, te- he's not like, get over here. Let me show you how to fish. He's like, oh, you keep practicing yeah. playing. Jumping from jumping, rock yeah. to rock. Yeah. And he then his, say, you've seen me make breakfast. You've, you know, like he, they and never once scrambled an egg together. There, yeah. There's so many movies like this mm-hmm. um, where, you know, uh, the one that came to mind while I was watching this is this, there's a movie called ha- Hana and there's also a series on uh, Prime called Hana where a guy... You know, they're, they're like taking babies and training them to be super spies or whatever. And this dad like takes this baby from this facility, takes her out in the woods, like rescues her from this, but raises her knowing that people are going to come looking for her, raises her to be very competent, like speaks seven languages, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. read uh, like 10 years above her, her reading level, do all kinds of complex math, be physically fit, yeah. know how to fight. Like this dad doesn't appear to be doing any of this. Yeah. And like I say, this it'd be funny. It'd be different if the kid was like five years old. This kid is like ten. The dad is like his only survival lifeline. The dad hasn't taught him even how to like pat repair the water system. He doesn't even know how to make breakfast. Like his, he has he's never yeah. made breakfast before. His post apocalyptic parenting skills are, are horrible. Are, are horrible. And I'm thinking, okay, well maybe this gets addressed later. Like the dad is just this kind of like doddering you know, like accountant who doesn't know anything about anything, but he's clearly a, knows enough mid. to like carry this mountainous comical backpack out <laughs> into the woods and set up an entire homestead. Yeah, and yeah. and he didn't even bring a rifle. Like, teach the, the he the only weapon he gives this kid who's gonna have to fend for himself soon enough is this really crappy slingshot. Like, give him a bow and arrow. Give him or bring a thirty out six or something. Right? Like, teach him how to shoot. Yeah. Good I just point. I just got very upset at the dad because because the, the dad had no succession plan like if he's gonna like he could have died this is a dangerous environment they're out in the woods a tree could have fallen on him he could have like got lost it's, in a snowstorm it's nearly path it's like Munchausen syndrome like he's keeping him useless so that he can feel himself to be important yeah he didn't tell life. like and he, he creates this lie for a t- like I say if this was like you know the turn of the century this kid would be working in a factory and you know yeah, have yeah, a family yeah, yeah. of 12 yeah. to support he'd, yeah, right? he'd, have, he'd have a wife at this point <laughs> he'd have a wife so it's like he doesn't need to be this caught up. Plus, the fact the kid has got—he's a hybrid, so he's got—he must have some some great extra senses and extra abilities that could be honed. And like he—he he he obviously has a sweet ha- tooth. Well, he, yeah, he likes to drink syrup. It's like it's like it reminds me so much of like helicopter parenting or what mm-hmm. are they calling mm-hmm. pe- parents now, like bulldozer parents or snowplow parents. That just push all the things out of the way. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, he just gives the kids syrup and, like, tells them to jump on rocks. And, and his only advice is, like, if you hear a noise, hide. You know, if you see this, run, you know. He doesn't well, maybe get- it was commentary on that. Because in the end, he dies early, and then the kid mm-hmm. is kind of screwed. And he, like, Completely. doesn't know how to raise the peas and, like. He doesn't know anything. He yeah. knows absolutely nothing. And he's been living in this environment since he was yeah. an infant. Well, maybe it's maybe it's a commentary on helicopter parenting, Dave. And uh, Good. that's, that's what anyway, this, the whole thing was. <laughs> I, I hate to get off on a rant. It infuriated me. My well, Lord. Dave, you know, I think if, if any of us were to find ourselves in a post-apocalyptic world, our skills might be lacking, too. Oh, our skills 100% would be. But I certainly wouldn't take a child out into the woods and then not teach it any, even at least as a bit of what i knew you know so yeah well i'm guessing that whole episode really um was just a convenient way to get the kid 
um, off on his adventure looking for his mother. Yeah, it was all a setup. It's like, a setup, yeah. You know, all of that is just to set him up. So obviously he can't stay here and thrive because he's useless. <laughs> yeah, he needed that other guy's help. Maybe yeah. that's the setup, the relationship. The setup was like, okay, no, he's yeah. not independent now. He's mm. like completely dependent and could know Because then... Why, the argument would be, why does he just stay here? Why doesn't he set off on his own, on uh, his own adventure? Life. Yeah. So okay. The only and other thing that do? really... Oh, sorry, go ahead. The one other thing that really bothered me is the fact that they just kept calling his, this illness the sick, which yeah. <laughs> they keep referring it to, well, where, how, what about the sick? Like, you know... <laughs> I don't like it either. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't like that either. Call Good it... Point. That's not even a word, Good the point. sick, right? It's like the sickness well, would be uh, a well, word. What about the, the sick? In the UK, that would be vomit, right? Like the, the, yeah. the sick, you call it... You'd call it sick would be the noun, like the pile of vomit on the ground. So yeah. the sick mm. sounds weird. Anyway, me. the dad gets a zero out of ten from in my books for his prepping. This okay. The well, co- the well kid. speaking of the dad, Uh-oh. where did they put him when he died? I wondered about that. Like, because like, the kid couldn't lift him. Or he had anything. to drag him and bury him somewhere. Well, he somehow managed to drag him from the yard in and get him in bed, which to me yes. was like, wow, Amazing. this kid is strong. It's too bad his dad That's didn't teach him how to use that strength for something better <laughs> than just like drinking syrup and <laughs> you know do you remember when he was um after he had died and the kid they showed the kid like thriving with like making imaginary friends and there was that person at the table and i'm like oh that's gonna be the mummified dad I, I <laughs> that's thought, what i thought too yeah i was like yeah, thank god it's I thought, a oh man. no he didn't know what to do with the dad so he just left him there yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. no I, that was convenient the dad just you know yeah. yeah, disintegrates into yeah. thin air. <laughs> disintegrates. Oh man. Oh uh, well. Our, our next segment is called "The Scene Didn't Need to Be in There." This didn't need to be in there. Why or oh, why did they include this scene? This didn't need to be in there. Tell me what were they thinking? All right. So, and this is a scene that it's just a, a a bad scene that you didn't like, or a scene you didn't think needed to be in there for any reason it was superfluous uh, anything you think in particular a single scene can't say the whole thing you can't say the whole show well i thought i didn't think the poachers you know where they they come and uh the whole bow and arrow thing i didn't think that was particularly helpful uh yeah i, di- I didn't really th- in Which, fact mm. i think i would have preferred to have been left with with more mystery okay about about what was out there. about what's out there so i really didn't think the whole poacher thing needed to be in there and if anything it just confused me more about the fence because obviously the poachers climbed the fence fence. Mm -hmm. um and so what good was the fence then if there were (laughs) poachers so it just left me confused okay yeah, yeah, I, I would kind of agree with you. Like, they could have made it... It was pretty ham-fisted. It was like, we're going to kidnap you. You're worth a lot of money, and blah, blah, blah. Like, they just exposition dumped what was going on in the outside world when they could have, like, teased it a little more. Right. Yeah, sure. Okay, that about, sounds good. What about you, Justin? Oh, um... Do you remember the scene when the kid is frustrated with the weeds or whatever, mm-hmm. and then he just starts a fire, and then he throws everything on the fire, including the dog? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that was heartbreaking. Yes. Like, yeah. I have a weird soft spot for stuffed animals. Like, a, <laughs> like I should see someone about it, pathology. Do you do taxidermy? Do I? What? No, not actually. <laughs> do you do taxidermy? 
<laughs> not no 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 stuffed animals like stuffies not like taxidermied animals that's weird stuffed <laughs> anyway um yeah and so i really didn't like him throwing his beloved stuffed dog made by his dad on the fire i'm like oh no that is terrible this kid's a psychopath and then thank god he grabbed it off of there but like if it were me making this i'd be like i can't have this scene in here we're gonna have to do something else now yeah. now let's just go back here just oh, no. a moment peel back a few layers because he, here we have justin who absolutely loves post-apocalypse yeah, yeah dystopia yeah. Good stuff. um mm. you know all these questions about the evil of humanity yeah we're all evil yeah and yep. yet <laughs> and yet the whole premise of the show you just embrace uh-huh, but the kid can't put his stuffed animal on the fire that's yeah, that was too much that's interesting because yeah <laughs> i don't have an explanation i agree it's huh. it's just the way i feel about it it's just it's, it's just, too sad there's, there's something about the innocence of children and the innocence of stuffed animals there's something deep in your past where somebody accidentally burned a sock monkey mm. or something I lost Mickey Mouse in Disney World <laughs> when I was like four or five years old, and it was very hard. And I remember I got a bear as a replacement. He had Hug Me written on him. I still wow. have every single stuffed animal I've ever owned in crates in the basement. Wow. Maybe that's why. It might be a little be, yeah. psychological issue, Dave. <laughs> I'm not really con- – I don't know. I agree. And it seems weird. Like, I'm into, like, oh, I love it when you shoot the racist with the arrow through the face or whatever. Ooh, that's fun. But, like, put that dog on a fire, and I am out. Stuffed dog. Stuffed dog, yeah. Yeah. Well, real dog, obviously. Not even a taxidermy dog. Imagine, like, a a good taxidermy dash dash I would be fine with a taxidermy dog being thrown on a fire. (laughs) I'm serious. That's fine. That's weird. Those things are creepy. Don't stuff your well, relatives. I don't think it's usually dogs that get taxidermied. What gets taxidermied? Like, oh, like moose heads and moose heads. You know, yeah. actually, do you know? This is just a little aside here. Oh. Um, you might have to edit this out. Oh no! But um, <laughs> <laughs> so I love you, stories that start with th- that. Yes, <laughs> you might have to edit this out. I hope this stays but. in. <laughs> So you know my last name's Fox. Yes. So I kind of like little Fox knickknacks. And one day at work, um, somebody found a taxidermied fox mm. in one of the biology labs mm-hmm. and stuck it on the counter facing my door so that when I came out of my door, this thing had been... I know this fox. You know wow. the yes. fox, yeah. And I sort of, you know... Freaked out? Freaked out. Oh. But also quite, quite... I mean, I liked it, but I didn't like it because it was a stuff. Kind of compelling yet somewhat disturbing. That's exactly <laughs> right. And and so this is the phenomenon we see Justin experiencing with the stuffed dog, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Compelling yet disturbing. That's a good way yeah. to summarize it, it Dave. Just, it, it really it was too sad. It was too yeah. sad. Huh. I couldn't well, handle it. I didn't I wish that scene weren't in there. Well, I also hated that scene, but for much different reasons. Oh, what well, was your well, reason? It all, it all folded into my, like, it really angered me that this kid was so incompetent at this point. You, like, you actually you're, you're hate really this child. You're really concerned about well, this, I'm concerned you? about His what the father set. has left, you know, what he has imparted. Like, what was he doing all these years? Anyway. Oh. Uh, 
what is I, the kid could weave these intricate like animals out of like sticks and stuff, but he uh-huh. didn't know how to make breakfast. I mean, that's the, that's the point here, right? He's that's really, a good point. He's a good point. Is it because of those skills that he has are artsy skills, Dave? Is this an anti-arts thing? I, are you? A, I don't want to be that guy, but maybe I am you're that guy. You're just a STEM guy. You're. You're. I'm just at 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 my heart. I think I'm like always feeling like everything is about to crumble around us, and we should always be prepared for that and prepare our children for that. Oh, so this is coming from a deep place of personal fear that your oh, own yeah, children this, are not. Prepared. This is my sock monkey. Got it. Yeah. So this is your. <laughs> This is your sock This is monkey. my burning sock monkey. So yours is a deep-seated sadness about your children being not prepared for the world. No, I think my children are oh. quite prepared. And okay. I think, but I, I think I've probably done that because I have this fear that everything is going to collapse at any minute. So. <laughs> oh, I see. So you're annoyed that other people aren't doing their Well, their when I see bit. people not doing it, I'm like, oh, what? like it okay. kind of, it, it, it triggers me, I think. I got it. I got um, it. Dave. <laughs> Dave. Yeah. So are you saying that you are actually preparing your own children for an apocalypse? Not so much an apocalypse, but I don't know a whole lot. But if I have the opportunity to impart what I do know to my kids, like they they both know how to start fires. They both know how to, you know, make shelters. They both know how to like, you know. Mm-hmm. shoot guns they both know how to do things like that you know that garden that kind of thing i feel like uh j- yeah it's just important it's important stuff to pass on and i think yeah i don't know i would feel really bad if i hadn't if i didn't pass that sort of thing on to them so mm-hmm. but i'm not yeah like i don't have uh you know a, a a bunker buried under my... I don't want anybody to think that. I've got a bunker. Although I did get a radiation detector from you once. Yes, yes. I did, in fact, give Justin a Y2K uh, surplus radiation detector. Which I'm very happy about, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I think... I think we're both kind of living a little bit of the uh, prepper for the apocalypse pandemic or pandemic-proof lifestyle. Well, one side of my family is very much like that in a back-to-the-land, you know hippie style mm-hmm. way of like you know oh you know the whole thing is going to come crashing down we need to like bury mung beans in our backyard or whatever you know <laughs> mung beans buckets of mung beans i don't know yep <laughs> yep i'm on oh. board with it yeah it's so inadequate i have i have nothing buried in my backyard but you have a hundred trillion kilos of rhubarb i do yeah yeah so you're fine so you'll be like the rhubarb like rhubarb magnet green. of yeah You'll be Mount able to Cameron. barter that stuff for all that you need, all the radiation detectors you need. Yeah. I think I'm just in denial, really, when you get right down to it. Well, that's better than being obsessed with the pan- like the apocalypse all the time. Yeah. I think that's true. Like, are, yeah. Do either of us look happy to you? Because we are not. <laughs> so. Did you have a scene that... We digress a little here. Do you, do you have a scene that you wished wasn't in here, or did we already talk about your scene that you wished wasn't in here? Oh, it was um, the um. It was the poachers. The poachers, the poachers. and poachers. then yours was yeah. the wait. Yeah. Was your scene also the burning? Yeah, just more because for it different was. Reason. It was like a it gave away his position, which I guess had to be part of the story. But yeah, yeah. it just it was showing this weird angry side of this kid, I, and I didn't understand why they were showing that this frustration. I get I get that he was frustrated, but I think that was also to hammer home he can't stay here. He because yeah, this is all overwhelming for him. He doesn't know what he's doing. 
and he tried to burn his dog. Oh, shh. Don't talk about it. <laughs> I think we have to let that go. So, on the other side of that, is there any scene that you wish you were in? And our uh, next segment is called, I Wish I Was In This Scene. I wish I was in that scene. It's really freaking cool. Yeah, really freaking cool. I wish I was in that scene. Don't you? Um, Anne, have you got a scene that you really thought was a great scene that you could personally see yourself in? No. <laughs> no, no. It's a hard no for man. Hard no. She doesn't want to have anything to do with this show. Um, okay, no, but, um, <laughs> no and yes. So, at the very beginning, mm. with that doctor character that you like, yeah. Justin, yeah. um, where the nurse comes out and says, are you a doctor? And he says, yes. And she says, oh, I think you better, mm. you know, you better come with me. I need you. And they open the plastic flaps and they go through into the nursery and that's when they see all the hybrid babies mm-hmm. in the little bassinets. Um, I sort of would have liked to have been the doctor. Okay. Mm-hmm. To react to this yeah. scene? Yeah. And yeah. what would you have been thinking? What the? <laughs> <laughs> so he had a reaction that was kind of authentic, in other words, because he was like that. He was yeah. just like, what am I seeing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, you know, it. I was kind of thinking to myself, um, what did she expect him to do? Like, oh, are you the doctor? What's the doctor going to do about yeah. that? Start, um, start cutting antlers off or something. Yeah, yeah. So I think I wanted to be in the scene so that it could be reformatted somehow. Okay, <laughs> to fix it. <laughs> to fix, fix it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's you, not Justin? a ringing endorsement. Um, you wanted to be in this whole show. Uh, yeah, were, I could have been in any part. Of it. Just, yeah, who would, in the background. What would your role have been? Who would oh, I would have been the dad, but then I would have done a better job, I okay. guess, like, according yeah. to Dave's. Um, right. Well, you, you, would have had some, you would have had him out there like planting raspberry bushes. and. Yeah, but my problem is I suck at that. I'm, I'm bad <laughs> at gardening. Like, I'll take you out and look at my garden after this, and It's huge, but it's just terrible. <laughs> like it's like I'm not gonna eat from it. I find that hard to believe. Oh, trust me, I, we'd all be dead in two seconds if I was the dad. <laughs> but um, we'd be set for rhubarb though. I I'd yeah. be friends with you still though, and give you rhubarb. Oh, thanks. That's nice. I, you'd watch me slowly starve as my nutrients <laughs> seep out of my body because the only thing I get is rhubarb. No, but I would I would gladly take your rhubarb over over apocalyptic death. Um, so the the scene that I. I want to be in. It doesn't really make any sense, but like in the very beginning when the doctor is driving his wife in the car through mm-hmm. the helicopter crashing pandemic and everything's on fire. I just wanted to be in that scene. I wanted <laughs> to be in one of those cars and to drive away and be like, yeah, it's happening. I knew it. I knew it. Mm-hmm. And then drive out to my cabin with my uh, shitty vegetable garden. <laughs> like I just wanted to be <laughs> justified that I've spent so much time learning to grow garlic and potatoes and yeah, and fussing about chickens and bees, mm. like I need this to be worth something. Not just... You need to be validated. Yeah, by because a good, good like Armageddon yeah, style. Yeah, because look at all the time we've wasted thinking about this. <laughs> and thinks we're crazy. And what's she been doing? Having a good life. You know, just going out there and enjoying herself just and helping people. Having gin and tonics and uh, yeah, infusing enjoying. gin with you know elderberry flavor or whatever. Mm. Like Anne is living <laughs> life. They we are not. So when the apocalypse hits. 
I want to be in a car and I want to smugly drive by all those people in their helicopters who aren't ready. <laughs> Except for Anne, I'll pick you up because of the rhubarb. But other than that, <laughs> I'm out of here. Now, both of you are quite taken with the crashing helicopters. What's that all <laughs> it's about? It's just so stupid. It Why was is- just like cr- helicopters crashing into each other. Like, it, it seemed like a lot of everybody's just calm down. Like, we have a pandemic. Like, that's what I thought was interesting juxtaposing our pandemic, yeah. which was like a slow burn, kind of like just watching people's lives slowly collapse as yeah. they become poorer and poorer just, and they're you know just their a yeast shortage that you complained about on twitter yeah the like price of lumber price of lumber's up again or yeah, you know geez mm. gas is going up but this was like all of a sudden somebody's finger shaking and then they went from there to like helicopters it's crashing exploding. and exploding <laughs> and people like fighting in the streets and yeah yeah just that that was an odd reaction to a pandemic i thought but yeah well, is there a scene, Dave, that you wanted to be in? I wanted to be in any scene where this dad was like out in the woods with his kid, and, and I'd be like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, go. just go over there and do whatever it is you're doing." Okay, you come with me and take the kid <laughs> off on the side and go. Okay, yeah, your dad wants you to like jump across the river. We're gonna make some like traps. Okay, we're gonna <laughs> learn how to make traps for animals. And you wanted for to be people. secret dad, like in an underground bunker. Yeah. And when the other dad went out to the outhouse or whatever, you just peek up and be like, or like one of those those eggs. Weird sitcoms where like two stepdads end up with an adopted child and they're both like on polar opposites of how they want to raise him. Uh, so he's the he's the guy knitting and you're the guy to he's teach him knitting. how to load a shotgun. Yeah, and I'm out there teaching him how to like make punji sticks and traps for people to fall in and stuff like that <laughs> if the poachers ever come around. I'd watch know? that sitcom. <laughs> My two apocalyptic dads. I think you two should create your own. Sure. (laughs) You know, two guys prepare their kids for the apocalypse. Only we do a real bad job. (laughs) (laughs) We we somehow just come up with a a crop of, like, garlic and potatoes. Yeah, garlic. (laughs) Garlic. It's just the garlics. The garlic family. That's what it would be. And it's just like you've got a thousand garlics and you got to survive. So you got to go barter your garlic for rhubarb or trade yeah. it in for a but gun. But Dave will be trapping and hunting Dave says that, fishing. though, but I don't know. I mean, yeah. do you have those skills? I have some of those skills, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. But, uh, Which no. ones, Dave? Oh, no, let's not. I don't want to hear all the weird stuff he's been up to. It could get real weird, Dan. I'm learning things about Dave I didn't know. You know what he does? He probably uses his own waste as compost. That's my guess. Yeah, humanure. Humanure. <laughs> well. <laughs> See, I told you you didn't okay, want to go down this there was a movie about that. What's the one with the guy on Mars? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. what they do yeah. on Mars. Well, yeah. I, I know people and who use potatoes, their own right? humanure. It's a, a here. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally normal. Yep. Of course you would. It's filled with nutrients. It's great for your garden. Yep. Well, Ann, we're gonna have a <laughs> we're gonna have a fun demonstration to my upper garden uh, in a few minutes. After I can't this. wait. Is that where all the flies are out here? What's yeah. Which, what? which reminds me, You've take that bucket. bucket. Yeah, bring that meaning. bucket up there with you after you fill it, and we'll go have a look. Well, Ann, you came at the right time. Because I can see that. <laughs> As well as learning like a whole bunch of like prepper information, we're also uh, we're starting a, a a kind of a game show segment at the end of the show where we used to just like throw random trivia, but now we're doing kind of a format um, where we're like asking you. And today it's going to be Justin mm-hmm. as your competitor. Yep. Next week Dave's going to be competitor. But now it's me against you. Uh-oh. Yep. Do we have to buzz in, Dave? Yes. Okay. With I so don't have any buzzers. Okay, so you make a buzzing sound. Let's hear yours. Mine will be buzz. 
Okay. And then I'll I'll put some sound effects on top okay. of that. Okay. Okay. So I can't remember what I called this segment last week. Well, just make up a new one. <laughs> this week it's going to be called "Do I Even Really Need to Know This?" Okay. I think that was the name you used last week. Okay, okay. I'm ready to play. <laughs> let's let's play. And you ready to play? Okay. No, she just buzzed in. Is that minus five points? This show was based on a comic book. Uh, Does anyone know where the comic book was set? The location where the comic book was set, the setting. I don't know. You want to take a guess? Oh, go. Anne. Yellowstone. Originally, the comic book was based in... Justin, do you have another guess? Alberta. Out. Nebraska. Oh, oh. no wonder they changed it. Nothing goes on in Nebraska. I that know wants to see. that would have been really Nebraska. dull. Sorry, Nebraska. Wow. So here is a complimentary question to that question. Oh. Mm. Does where was this show filmed? Bzz. Oh, no. Yes. Yellowstone. <laughs> yes. British Columbia. Both of you are vastly off. Oh no! It's, is it something like New it, Zealand? It's New Zealand. Oh, it's really? New yeah, and it was filmed during the pandemic, and because New Zealand had such a great run with the pandemic, mm. but then there was a shutdown in the middle of filming, apparently. Okay, mm. New Zealand. I just again, every time a Canadian asks a question, I assume the answer has to be Canada. So I yeah, gotta stop doing. It's probably that. good. It's like C or the longest question on a multiple choice. It's yep, always yep. C or the longest. question. Okay, uh, this show was produced by what other comic book actor? Comic book oh, hero actor. I, I know this. Bzz. Yes. Uh, Iron Man. <laughs> What's his name? Robert Downey Jr. That's right. Oh, Robert Downey Jr. Really? And his and his wife Susan. Okay. Um, They're called the Downey Team Downey or something. Okay. Just before we go on. Uh-oh. Yes. Justin stole my buzz sound. Oh, he oh did. did I? Like, he yeah. Went oh, instead of there's a bit. Buzz. I'm sorry. A bit of I, fighting over the I'll buzzers take, here. I'll take the pe- penalty for that. <laughs> okay, that's. Okay. Uh, we're gonna come up with a new sound then. Unfortunately, this is the point at which I ran out of actual trivia about this show because there was very limited trivia. However, when I googled Sweet Tooth trivia, mm-hmm. I got a bunch of trivia questions about sugar. Oh, excellent. Oh, oh, Bring it on. So, now, this is not fair because Anne is professionally related to so the concept Anne of Anne may have a bit of an edge on you. Uh, <laughs> all right, here we go. Okay. All of the world's sugar comes from sugarcane. True or false? Yes. False. False. It comes from beets. Is it right? Is that beets? Yes. Beets and beets. other things, too. Yeah. 40% oh. of the world's sugar comes from the white sugar beet. Uh-huh. And I knew something. There you go. I'm are you impressed with <laughs> Yeah, but you stole my buzz again. Oh, come on. I know. I just I want to impress Anne by knowing <laughs> things about beats. What two this is something that should be in your prepper wheelhouse. Okay, let's go. Okay. What two types of maple trees does maple syrup come from? <laughs> yeah. Big ones and small no, ones. Oh, come on now. <laughs> okay. Yes. Sugar in Sh- Norway? Uh, I mean, sh- sugar and black. So we'll give you a half a point okay. for that. But I mean, I tap Norway and red, and it still produces. You can actually make syrup out of like you could, I could birch make syrup trees out of you, as well. Dave. I could you, tap you in the spring. I could be making sugar just while I'm just ranting on in this silly <laughs> podcast. I could have made like a five-gallon bucket here. 
if you put the right tap in me. Depends on where you put it, I guess. Okay, we're almost there. We're on the home stretch. Which country is the world's largest producer of honey? And the unenthusiastic beep from Anne. Oh, my Lord. I'm just going to guess the U.S. of A. Uh, no. Justin. Sweden. It's not the... Brazil? No. I don't know. China is the world's largest producer of honey at 300,000 tons per year. The running up second is the U.S. and Brazil. Okay. Well, look, we're in the ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. Together we could beat China. That's right. All right. The last question. What was the first patented Swiss chocolate? Yes. Lint. Nope. Toblerone. Yes. (gasps) Really? Look. In 1909, it was the first mass-produced Swiss chocolate that was patented. Well, that wow. they only started mass-producing chocolate, I guess, in the ni- in 1900. Wow. So Swiss chocolate, anyway. But Toblerone was bought out by Kraft. Oh, Kraft. Kraft, oh, okay. I think. Oh man. And then yeah. Kraft has been bought out by. Is it not Unilever? They own like no, everything. No, no, it's not Unilever. Oh. Um, it's the big conglomerate in Nestle? Brazil. No, that Nestle. owns like Burger King and Tim Hortons and oh, 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 I don't know. all that. <clears throat> well, I again completely forgot to keep, to keep score. score. Failed to keep score. But so I think Anne won. I think we'll give it to Anne. I think Anne. Anne won too. And this might make her come back with more edibles next time. Um, don't say edibles. Stop <laughs> saying edibles. Um, Garden edibles. Okay. Ugh. Um, and thank you for coming on and telling us everything you hated about this movie slash show. Can I ask one last question? Oh. Obviously, I think I know the answer to this. Are, will you watch any more of these even to find out what's going to happen? Well, you know, Dave, originally I would have said no. Mm-hmm. But listening to the powerful <laughs> arguments that both you and there Justin There was a lot of passion. There was a lot of passion. You have, you have resonated mm-hmm. with my curiosity, and so maybe I will. Okay, right. you know, I mean, just to see what that whole fence is about. It's really yeah. the. It's just fence questions Ian has. Yeah. Well, I mean, watch episode two. You know, my guess is they left the property. There's probably no fence answer for you out there. Yeah. Oh. But there may be. There may be. There's Don't. eight eight episodes. Do you have that kind of time, man? That's about seven too many. Oh, okay. <laughs> Justin, oh. I know you're going to watch. I'm you excited to watch it. Yeah. yeah. I purposely didn't keep watching it so that we could have this episode where I didn't already know the whole mm. thing. Right. So now I'm excited to keep it's watching. It's very respectful of you, Justin. That's well, how then I, I myself. I will be the disrespectful one because I've already watched like the second episode okay. and maybe part of the third. Okay. Oh. So you're into it, Dave. I'm... I'm, and I think I share this with Justin, is once somebody opens a story up to me, I either have to Google it and find out how it all ends, which is what I often do, is just go, okay, what's happening here? Give me an episode guide, all this, or I need to actually watch it at two times the speed or just jump to the end. I have to find out. I have to get some resolution, basically. This podcast Mm. has not been good for poor Dave. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a lot of extra work for him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right, right. No, it's great. It's great, and this and I do sort of enjoy this show, but it's it's all it's different. And I suppose this is a situation for you too, Anne, and also you, Justin. Is uh, 
if your partner's not into it, mm. then you've got to carve out a separate time yeah. when you're not together to watch these things, you know? And my wife wasn't into this either, but at least my daughter is. So happy yeah, so you've got a yeah. built-in mm. watch partner where I, my wife probably would not be interested in this at all. So oh. anyway. I like it. Well, well, and honestly, thank you very much for coming. We really oh, well, love I, having you on. Here. I hope you'll invite yeah. me back. Uh, I'd like to see if we can find a thing that we both like. Yeah. There's the challenge. I mean, this is exciting. We're so going to we have it back. Have fantasy back. and true crime are clearly off the table because nope. you guys right. come check to and check loggerheads right. over right. those two. Well, mm. well, we'll see what's next. Oh, actually, speaking of what's next, Dave, this is the part of the this podcast. This is the part of the where podcast. I forget where how you to look. find what is the next. I've got it. I've got it. The number one show. Oh, okay. It's sort of a tie. We've got a number one movie and a number one show. And I've seen the show, so I think we'll go to the movie, if that's sure. okay. And it's called Awake. 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 Have you heard of it? No. No. I have not heard like, of it. Like Awake? Like I'm going to awake this afternoon? <gasps> oh, it's got Thingy. I've seen advertisements for this. Thingy. Yes. A-W-A-K-E. It's got Gina Rodriguez in it. Okay. Um, who I like. She's great. So I, want, I have no idea what it's about, but she looks sad. So And there's a kid. Oh, Jesus. Uh-oh. A sad kid It's going to be dark. Now, this is the kind of apocalypse stuff. I don't even know what it's about, but I'm already sad. I don't want right. to see Gina Rodriguez sad. <laughs> I'm already sad. And I'm sad. Okay, fine. Um, so that's well, what we're watching. So tune in next week and listen to us and someone else. Maybe Anne. I don't know. You never know. You never know. wow that was speaking of distant and dark yeah Um, i have to recover from this week first okay yeah wow the darkness well it's absolutely great having you here again (laughs) glad we could share our darkness with you (laughs) thank you very much Anne, and we'll see you uh, soon see ya see everybody if you enjoyed the show please give us a rating and maybe a review on the apple podcast store this is the number one thing you can do to help out the show, strangely enough. And it's simple and it's easy and you can do it right now. You can also support the show on Patreon and in exchange, Dave and I will be your best friends forever. And you'll get access to our bonus segment, Dave and Justin Have Some Thoughts, where Dave and I answer our Patreon supporters' advice questions. We do a a real good job. Check us out on patreon.com slash whyarepeoplewatchingthis. Why Are People Watching This is hosted and produced by me, Justin Gregg, and Dave Lawrence. The silly theme music you hear is written and recorded by me with help from my amazing and talented wife. Why Are People Watching This is a production of Outside the Lines Press with support from the Black Box Collective and Anaganish Improv.